Welcome to Talking Giants Player Profiles and Projections, and today we are looking at Josh Azudu. Six foot four, 325 pounds, 24 years old when the season starts. Was the 67th overall pick from the third round in last season's draft. Justin, last year he allowed three sacks, four hits, and eight pressures, and essentially is five full games. Third worst pass blocking efficiency in the NFL for guards, worst out of the 10 rookie guards. The good news for him, Justin, is all the rookie goods were bad. And he was always going to be a guy who I thought would struggle year one. Yeah, and I think the most important part about Josh Azudu's season is there was a trajectory of it started at the bottom and then he kind of went up from there. And it was just so unfortunate that he did get that neck injury that inevitably ended his season because I thought he was at a point where he was improving week to week and his hands were looking better and we were able to see his really good athleticism finally getting paired with somewhat decent technique where it was not a disaster compared to the start. Yeah, it was still bad though. Like if you look at those first six games where he played is like he gave up two sacks and two pressures and 32 snaps, which is, you know, one bad snap every eight snaps and the four games that he like played in the Jags game and then started the other three gave up a sack, four hits and six pressures. So not as many you know, it was a bad play once every 11 snaps, but it was more pressures and less sacks in there too. So there was still bad reps, but I didn't, it wasn't like, cons- what was better is like, it wasn't consistently bad every single rep where those first five games of the year, every time it was on the field, it was just like, this is very bad pass blocking. Yep. Uh, which film, now with that injury, was- you know, which now with that injury, we're now looking at, you know, Josh Azudu not having an off season where he can improve on, technical aspects of his game where you know spending an offseason where your main focus is making sure that your health is in the right spot and now we're looking at maybe looking at another year where Josh Azudu is playing catch-up and we were hoping that would only be last year and then he would be able to hit the ground running this year sometimes it just takes year three for guards and that's something that's talked about with like picking not picking guards early not because it's like guards aren't valuable like if you told me like you've Evan Elijah Vera Tucker first round pick easily like, if he was one of the people on the board for me at pick 11 that season. But a lot of them struggle, and it takes year three, and then you're getting, you know, you're having a good year, and then you're going into a contract year, and then you're having to pay them. But for a guy who's a third-round pick, and also a third-round pick, like, he's he was a third-round pick because of the athleticism that he had. Not because because he moved from guard and tackle at UNC, did a lot of things, and his feet were really good. It wasn't like this guy's great and technically sound. This is always going to have to be a work with him because his hands were non-existent at UNC and at the beginning of last season but by the end of the season and now when you look at him now the hands are there they're not good but they're he's at least punching it's just the punches are coming high and late and sometimes wide yeah so I mean I guess talk to me about pass pro in in general I mean is it only the hands um is there a problem of the quick feet are not being in sync with you know kind of like that foot hand and eye connection that that you hear you know talk that are talked about with guards what is it with the zoo leaning you know what what is it with the zoo that he's really got to work on maybe besides the hands or is the hands basically everything it uh, it starts with the hands so he's got like the fast feet to mirror with guys but when defense alignment are able to get hands on you they can counter and if he doesn't have he's not the strongest guy upper body wise in the world where these defensive tackles in the NFL are and they will they will toss you they will pull your weight forward and and you know redirect a different way and they screw you that's why for him it's like 
one, you need to be better just IDing those moves when they do happen and be, having your feet, that foot speed ready to go to mirror those guys. But a lot of it just starts with like getting hands on other guys and getting hands of defense alignment off you. Because even now where it's like, hey, he's punching a little bit and he's having some really good reps. But a lot of times it's like he's not fighting to get hands off him even when he does land the punch. And that's just leaving him in a bad position. It's just like he, he just needs more time learning to play guard in the NFL. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's like you have to get your hands, your feet, your mind all in one. And you can tell with him right now that it's not. It's a lot of like segmented thinking out everything that he's doing. Yeah. All right. So that's him. That's him in pass pro. And I'm with you there. We're, that's why, again, that's why it sucks that we lost that second half of his rookie season. Because I think that there would have, there would have been growth. And I think gradual growth over time where he would have he would have gotten better and it, it it's tough to get better in a rookie season when especially if you struggled that bad to start because you're not really focusing on the technical aspects of everything with your game you're preparing for that opponent that we you've said this over and over again as years gone on that's why I was impressed with Josh Azudu getting even slightly better to where he was compared to week one um, you know, and even compared to, hey, like, again, you're rehabbing that neck, so you're not focusing on really building your, your upper body strength, which you need to, especially with these NFC East defense tackles. You need to be strong basically everywhere, your legs, upper body, everything. Run blocker. Talking about him as a run blocker is a lot more fun because of his, because of his athleticism, because of his feet. And this is where I view Josh Azudu's ceiling as higher than a guy like Ben Bredesen's because I think he can be a really, really good run blocker in the NFL, he can get those reach blocks. You can put him in space. Like you can give him really tough challenges and tasks to reach and get to interior defense alignment. And he'll get his hat on the opposite side. Uh, he'll get his hat on the side that he needs to get his hat on. Yeah, he's he's fun to walk. Like one, he's just a great puller and move block in the run game. Like he gets out and spit. You put him in pull. You can put him in a wrap block, and he's gonna do his job really well. And he's gonna get there quick. And he like he turns that athleticism into explosion where he'll move a guy too uh, in those guys he's not just getting to his angles which he does really well um and then like in just your regular one-on-ones you know drive blocks he does a fairly good job like the hand usage isn't great but the feet that's where you see the foot speed really excel is like he's if he's getting like even if it's not the best hand placement or punch in the world that foot speed and lower body strength is able to get movement uh on guys and it's and it's pretty good again he gets to play next to andrew thomas and i think him playing against john michael smiths they're really going to work on their combo blocks to get that timing down with those guys but those guys with with john michael smith's ability to punch and get that initial quick movement and Azudu moving with him and them getting to the second level, I think it can make some for some really good run blocking out of the unit as a whole. From a schematic standpoint, what more can the Giants add to their run offense if Azudu is hitting his strides? Is there anything in particular you want to see them do more or integrate if a guy like Azudu and his athleticism is hitting is hitting his strides? They already have a pretty diverse run game where they have a good mix of zone and gap and you know, they do pin and pull. They, so they, they have a, they've got a good mix of what they do. I mean, if anything, that's a criticism of the Dable and Bobby Johnson coming out of Buffalo was like, they don't have their identity as a run game that they, they are too diverse and they do a lot of different things. But I, I think with the unit they have, they don't, they can't just like line up and run what they run. So. No, I mean, but you can do more stuff getting him out in space. You know, more power to the right, having him pull and use as a lead blocker. Pin and pull, it allows you to do a little more where you trust your left guard to get out and move and not have to 
not have to just run those looks when Thomas is uncovered. You can run those looks when Azudu is uncovered and let him pull, let Thomas down block. Projection. Uh, will there be any point this year where Josh Azudu takes that left guard job and he's running with it? No, but I think there's going to be games where he starts full time because of injuries. Probably, I I'd agree with that. Ben I mean, Bredesen. Let's, let's just let's just face it. One of most likely Ben Bredesen, unfortunately. Yep. One of him, Mark Lewinsky, John Michael Smith, or Ben Bredesen will probably miss some games. Which, in that case, Josh Zudu is the starting left guard for the entire game, no matter what. Yeah, but that's not taking it and running with it. No, because I think Ben Bredesen's better than him, and he's got no reps at right guard. Do you think it'll get so bad to the point? It would have where... to be Ben Bredesen taking the job at right guard over Gawinski, which I'm yeah. not believing until I see. That's fair. That's fair. I hope he does. Like, like I said, I think his ceiling is better than. I mean, it's. I, I think his ceiling is definitely better than Gawinski. But I mean, I think his ceiling as an overall offensive lineman is the highest out of the guards that are here. And I hope that he reaches it. This is a guy that was picked 10 picks after John Michael Schmitz the year before. So their paychecks are similar. you know. And we're, we're expecting the world out of John Michael Schmitz. Um, I don't want to lose sights of what we're expecting Josh Azuda to do just because he, you know, had a bad, you know, had a bad start to his rookie year, was out with the neck injury and is now competing for a starting job. I still have high expectations for Josh Azuda. Okay. Yeah. But even if it doesn't like fully come together, like it's not like a, I throw this guy away type thing. One, because you're not going to be in a situation where it's just like, Hey, we have a great five and Azuda's not part of that. It's not just going to happen in one year unless they do like a chiefs thing where they go and, you know, spend all their money in free agency and spend an early second round pick on somebody. 2024 Uh, starting guard. Worst comes to worst. 2024 starting guard, Josh Azudu. I think it's almost a lock because yeah. Glowinski is very likely going to be a cut after this season. Bredesen may not be here. Like it's it's pretty much a lock that he'll be starting at the beginning of next year, unless it's just full on disaster or injury or something. And that's your magical year number three. Yep. All right, Justin, won't you talk to us about Manscaped? I'll talk to you about Manscaped. Speaking of magic numbers, how about the number four, the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0? It's a one-stop shop for you, the man. Who deserves it all? Manscaped is sponsoring our PPPs. They're sponsoring our camp coverage like they do because they like. They like to sponsor our draft coverage. They like they sponsor our draft coverage the last couple years. And now they're like, guess what? When the weather's cold, we want to sponsor Talk Giants. When the weather's warm, we want to sponsor Talking Giants. And they'll help you prepare yourself to go to the beach and for the summer with the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. Get trimmed up down there. The weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer i use that thing like every two weeks the ultra premium body wash two-in-one shampoo and conditioner deodorant and so much more the platinum package they cover all the bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro too get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code giants at manscaped.com 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use promo code giants use the platinum package bobby gold standard get out of here you're out pop it's not good enough anymore You'll be glad you did. You'll be glad you did. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Xavier McKinney, six foot, two hundred one pounds, twenty four years old, entering a contract year and four year and year four after being an early second round pick. 
Justin, in 2021, he lit it up statistically with five interceptions, 10 passes defended, which were both top five in the NFL for safeties and top three. Last season, a little bit of a, a bumpy year. Had an ATV accident that made him miss eight games. He had zero interceptions, five passes defended, so not bad in those nine games, but in a very different role. And I think Xavier McKinney needs to step up to the plate a little more in this Wink Martindale scheme, but his film was good last year, but there is some, there is some areas where I think he needs to improve if he's going to be in a Wink Martindale scheme. Yeah, I agree because the main question we had about Xavier McKinney heading into last year was, are you a playmaker or are you a preventer under Wink Martindale's defense? And I think we found out that he is going to mainly be a preventer, but I still think he played a very important role and a versatile role last year. Like we saw it early in the year where he was playing more in the box than he ever has in the past. When we played the Panthers, he was on Christian McCaffrey duty. And then even when he came back from his injury and you see in the playoffs, how, you know, him and Adore Jackson were kind of on Justin Jefferson responsibility and they helped, you know, kind of, kind of shut him down for, you know, really limit Justin Jefferson's impact on that game. That's one of the reasons why we won the game. He makes that tackle on that fourth down or on Hawkinson and he shuts him down. So, Xavier McKinney still plays a very important role, but I have a hard time putting, like, getting my pulse on Xavier McKinney because it's contract year for him. I know he wants to be paid like a top safety, but if you look at the numbers that the top safeties produce in the NFL in terms of interceptions and, you know, big time plays, Xavier McKinney did not do that last year, and missing so many games really did hurt the Giants' season. And I think he's going to be in another preventer role this year with the rookie corners yes right like yes if we had if we had like two solid corners like then i think he's gonna have more freedom to go out there and make plays but i think there's gonna be a lot of more of like preventing like he did last season when you had fabian moreau and darnay Holmes starting a corner and you, you were able to trust adore jackson so or or you know put adore jackson on the lesser receiver and then bracket with xavier mckinney the better receiver like they did with the carolina panthers where adore didn't cover dj Moore. they had flawed and fabian and then mckinney actually mckinney played more in the box that game but he did play more in the box last year he played twice 32 percent compared to 16 percent the year before but he still is a deep safety he played there 58 percent the last yeah. season and i think it's just in this scheme that is man coverage ever he's just a, He's much more of a playmaker reading, diagnosing, and moving forward. Where, like you said, playing from deep in this scheme is a lot of like playing. You're playing center field. You're not moving forward a ton. You're kind of moving sideline to sideline. And quarterbacks will avoid him, right? Like if he breaks one way, I'm going to try and avoid that unless that's a throw I can make. Um, and also, where I think he needs to improve the most to be the best in this scheme is man coverage on the top tight ends in the NFL. Because yeah. Dallas Goddard bodied him in the playoff game. He had a solid game versus TJ Hawkinson in the Vikings. But we we he needs to be better as a, just man coverage. Like If he wants to be paid like a top safety in this scheme, he needs to be better in man coverage versus the top tight ends. Yeah, we'll see it early in the season. George Kittle. Uh, will be coming to town. I know Arizona, they got some they got some good tight ends too. So if that's a way that the Cardinals path to success, that's the way that they're going to do it. So yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I want to see Xavier McKinney make more plays. I don't want to have to go and, you know, when, when it gets to next year's PPP and whether Xavier McKinney gets a tag or whether Xavier McKinney's on a big contract, I don't want to try and find like, where, where did Xavier McKinney really make the impact? Uh, besides the maybe two to three plays on my head. Um, I want to I want to know it. 
and I want to be really excited. And I am excited about Xavier McKinney because I know he has a big impact on the defense, but contract year. Go out and do it. Go out and prove it. Yeah, and I and I think Wink showed towards the end of last year that they might be a little more diverse in their scheme. They're still going to be a single high man coverage, cover three, you know, cover one, cover three team. But that he may be willing to throw in some more of those type of looks. And especially with like they might be starting two rookie corners on the outside. Yeah. Which is like you'd like to put those guys in, in some better situations that yeah. and and allow and kind of throw some different looks at defenses. There was a five minute video on the on the Giants YouTube channel that was, you know, I I, I watched it before this just because I wanted to see some Xavier McKinney film stuff. Five minute video on the Xavier McKinney's some of his best plays from the season and Sean O'Hara and John Schmilk were breaking it down. Two of the plays that they broke down in that Xavier McKinney had like pass deflections or he forced incompletions, they were both when the Giants were running two high safety sets. Yeah, it was one versus the Colts. No, one was not versus the Colts. It was a CD Lamb pass breakup where Jackson and uh, where Jackson and McKinney were bracketing CD Lamb, and CD Lamb had a pass breakup on basically what was a slant and go slot fade-ish play. Um, McKinney had a pass breakup, and then it was another one where uh, Adoree Jackson and uh, they Dory Jackson and McKinney were bracketing uh, Justin Jefferson, and Jefferson runs uh, an in route, and McKinney comes in, breaks up the pass, and both both plays were out of those two high safety sets. I think McKinney's just most comfortable there. Yeah, and if we did that versus the Colts, and he probably would have had an interception if his hand was functioning in that game, you know, again, from a too high safety look on the sideline. So I hope that Wink allows him to do some, he's not going to change his whole defense, but allows him to do some of that stuff to try and create some turnovers with that because we did see like he really did thrive in that Patrick Graham scheme and that was really like not like the first five weeks of the season McKinney was actually really struggling he was giving up plays he wasn't making the correct reads on in and Graham's and Graham's system yeah and Patrick Graham's yeah. scheme and, and figured it out now let's talk about him in the box we just said oh he plays the box I think he's a pretty damn good box safety and if he yep. can improve that man coverage man like you can put him down there a ton especially when you have Pinnock who has the athleticism and then a Wink Martindale scheme they're both they're both going to play deep and and down but like versus the Panthers where he played solely in there like he shut down Christian McCaffrey from having a receiving game I think he plays the run really well like physical and takes blocks on like yep. you can make an argument that he was their best linebacker last season yeah yeah uh, tackling wise, I think it was his best season as a pro. Less than five percent missed tackle rate, according to Pro Football Reference. And we one saw, of those was like open field versus Travis Etienne. It wasn't like in the box either. Yeah, we saw eight run stops. He did have fifteen run stops in two thousand twenty-one, but you also had half the snaps. Where I do think that he would have eventually eclipsed, especially with how bad the Giants' linebackers um, were last year. I do think he would eventually eclipsed 15 run stops that he had in 2021 if he played the full full slate of the season. And then also another another play that I remember is, is bringing down like Ezekiel Elliott near or at behind the line of scrimmage where he's playing in the box, almost playing as a linebacker. Um, Ezekiel Elliott's kind of like running outside the tackles. Xavier McKinney goes in and makes makes a play, tackles him in the open field, which is a lot of, a lot of Giants have not been able to tackle Ezekiel Elliott um, over the last couple of years too. So um, I actually gave... Xavier McKinney a little bit of a critique like even heading into last year that he wasn't the same physical safety that he was at Alabama where he just looked bigger at Alabama in the NFL he looked smaller but he really backed it up this year and kind of uh, last year and he really proved me wrong ask the question (sighs) overall Bobby Skinner I do think we see Xavier McKinney back with the Giants next year franchise tag or not is the question and will he be back with the Giants next year 
Yeah, I, I believe he'll be back. I think he means a lot to Wink Martindale. This is the beginning of a team rebuilding still, and I don't think they are in a spot to let guys like McKinney go. Yeah, so. and they also, Joe Shane recently just said that we won't be talking with him during the season, but we do want him back, which Joe Shane didn't have to say that, but he'd see said it. Yeah, I, I do believe McKinney, McKinney will be back. I think he wants to be back. You know, we don't know how negotiations will go, but it will be interesting to see what the safety position, the way some of the monies went. What will McKinney get? Because he's not going to get like Jesse Bates money or anything like that. Like, no, Bates was the one who got paid by the Falcons, right? But anyways, he's not he's not going to get like 15, 16. Like he's not going to get like top of the league safety money. But where is that? Where does that land will be interesting. So, and also the Giants have the franchise tag at their disposal. See how they, they use that uh, after using it on Saquon for this season. So Jesse Bates did get paid by the Falcons. Good job. Yeah. So I do believe he's going to be back with the New York Giants. Do you, Do you have any doubt that 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 he won't be back? No. Depends how he plays this year. Another guy. I kind of like how many guys that are on this team that are on their contract years and that are on kind of prove it years, because hopefully that will incentivize them to play better. But if I had to put the the pro, pro, if I had to make a priority list of all the guys that are on one-year deals who I think the Giants will prioritize also bringing back, I think Xavier McKinney is at the top of that list. All right. All right, that's an episode. We will see you guys tomorrow. Until then, let's go Big Blue.